my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. You know what? I got to be honest. I, I, we're two seconds into the show, and I'm already extremely annoyed right now. It's it, <laughs> that's a new record. I'm 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 quite impressed, really, boys. Congratulations. We, we can cut our time. We can, we can cut it more though. Can, oh, we you can, can do better next you, time. You say you could do a, a faster speed run, is what you're saying. Yes. Doc. Yes. Wow. Uh, if, if anyone's familiar with games done quick, uh, the two second speed of speed run right now that's where we're at uh, the community is trying to get a lower time we're thinking we get like sub two maybe one and a half uh but you know it's gonna take some time the kids got jokes i'm uh i'm proud of them you got your big boy trousers on and then you talking smack to me so thanks <laughs> thanks sandwich that's just uh that's uh that's just swell oh sure aces How, how's everyone's week going it's been a, it's been a very beautiful uh few days outside for once it's not stupid hot, um, but actually kind of like I hear birds chirping and uh, ice cream trucks going by. If the ice cream truck goes by on my street, we might have to put the show on pause. I kind of want a, a oh. I, I kind of want a cyclone. Can you, can you get me the SpongeBob one? You know what, Dom? That's the most adorable, honest question uh, anyone's ever asked me. So you know what, bud? Sure. I'll come get it. <laughs> Absolutely. If we're in this pause, I'll go get it. I, I mean, you know, maybe a chip witch. Oh, yeah, I want a chip witch. Oh, wait, chip witch. Yeah, it's always, it's always appropriate for uh, for a chip witch as we're, um, you know, supposed to be talking about geek stuff. But, you know, there's nothing wrong talking about ice cream. It's, uh, it is always appropriate. But, boys, how's everything going? How's your week? How's your life? How's how's things going, as it were? Anything going on? Well, Well, first we should say we're very sorry that we did not – uh, get to do a show last week. There were a number of technical and personal issues compounding our ability to provide this level of entertainment. And, you know, we won't do it half-assed. No. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, busy life, you know, shit happens. And uh, 
uh, there you go, right there. Don, what's going on in your neck of the woods, sir? Anything? Uh, I had a rough start to the week, but hoping to get a good clear. All right. On the front end, on All the right. back end, I guess. That sounds good. Um, boys, let's uh do our usual spiel where we're uh kind of talking about you know how how you can help us behind the scenes uh over at Geek Stuff TNG as I quickly scroll down to the part of the prep sheet where really I should know this by memory for right just now, a dollar I, I, you can take part in our lovely like, Discord service no 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 and you talk say, to people of the no, show no, no oh. I'll mute you, <laughs> I'll mute you. Oh. I just scrolled to it I just scrolled to it as you said wow. you're cutting me off for three dollars I wasn't a month. As, you know what <laughs> that, you know that what? was that was like almost a sick burn but dom is laughing because he does not understand what nick and i understand which is that dom you froze up no you like froze three up. words into your burn no 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 and you so froze therefore up. the burn was avoided kev you 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 actually froze up everything else was oh, fine. oh it was me it was you oh, and i, I actually just I needed saw... dom i was just trying to oh. buy my buy dom would be a terrible wingman I've noticed that. Like, all I need to do is just buy myself an extra second or two, and he just threw me in front of the bus. But goddamn. Go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng. You can be part of our lovely Discord service for just a lovely dollar. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which will be Wednesday night, and a sneak peek at what should have been the prep sheet. For $5 a month, you get the weekend bonus show, which, Dom, is it my turn this upcoming weekend, I believe? Yeah, I got a... I got to catch up there a little go. bit with some bonus shows. And oh, some- no, 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 no. It's next week this week because next week Dom will be presenting his retro uh, I Wasn't Born Yet review of the movie The Last Starfighter in preparation for this is the big announcement, kids. Come closer. Come closer to the screen when I tell you that on Feb, you not February. No, June the 10th, June the 10th on this program for the Patreons. They'll get it live. Everyone else will have to, you know, get it when we get it to you, babe. Uh, We will be presenting not one, but two incredible celebrity guests from the movie, The Last Starfighter. That's right. Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart will be joining us for Geek Stuff TNG. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited for that. I'm so excited. No, that's a big deal. That's two stars. That's the male and female lead. Just saying. That's a big deal for this program. And Mm -hmm. while we're on the subject, Mm -hmm. just like we did with our incredible Billy Campbell interview slash he is stuck and bored and stayed with us for three hours, um, we will also be running the same contest with Lance and Kathy that we did with Billy Campbell, which is send us your questions, questions you think that have never been asked to either Lance or Kathy or both. And if it is true that they have never been asked that question, uh, all all uh, people who, who, who uh, provide questions that fit that criteria will be entered into a pool and three, count them, three, Lucky Geek Stuff TNG listeners will get a signed piece of original merchandise. That's all I can say at this time. Signed piece of original merchandise uh, just for participating here at Geek Stuff TNG. Now we're going to put this out on our social medias and all that in the coming days. 
Uh, you can send the questions via social media. You can uh, call us at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Yes, you can do that. You can reach us uh, with your question at our email, show email. Geekstufftng at gmail.com. Correct. And you can hit up our other social medias as well. We will be combing through all the communication methods to get your entries, but get them in. So once again, one question by you that has never been asked to either Lance Guest or Catherine, Catherine Mary Stewart or both of them. Uh, and remember, keep it clean. Keep it nice. These are our guests. So we want to do something, you know. Very nice and, and very interesting. Something that will spur conversation would be very nice. And I should just put um, a, let's put a caveat on that. Nothing um, talking about craft services in the, in the most ridiculous of manner that we yeah, had. Yeah, nothing uh, dumb. Some, Did you eat steak? Yeah, what shoe did no you put one on cares. first? You know, let, you know, let's just do something that can actually kind of build, you know, add a little uh, yeah, variety, exactly. a little weight to the uh, to the conversation. That'd be kind That's of- That's exactly correct. Well done, that, Nick. That'd be well kind done. of nice. Just saying, and for $10 a month on Patreon, you can get the show live on Instagram. So there you go. Um, and for $10 a month, you can get the show live on Instagram and be part of the live uh, people who will uh, join us for Lance and Kathy on June the 10th. Indeed. You know, and again, uh, just to talk about stuff we've mentioned off mic, uh, and, and Dom, I'm, I'm not sure if you knew about this. Like, this is a movie that I really enjoyed uh, growing up. And to the point where it's like, I had to ask Kev, I'm like, I know I love the movie, but is this one of those things where the general public likes it as much as I do or is it even well known? Like, I, I honestly had no clue. Uh, in terms of the until the movie's popularity, just because I liked it so damn much that I, you know, but no one else I knew growing up was really like, you know, chatting you know, about it in retro gaming, you know, world didn't really talk about this until um, uh, Ready Player One really kind of took off. So, yeah, let's I mean, I don't I, I want to have this discussion really badly, but I don't want to have it because I don't want to color the sandwiches first time uh with this movie so i could actually answer that question i think nick very effectively and i can back up my answer mm -hmm. but i don't want to do it i don't want to get in the way of the sandwich shop coming to you next weekend uh having uh the subject of which will be the last starfighter okay so there you go there you go um all right let's uh go through the lineup of stuff that we are going to hit today um, and with that, we will bring this episode. No, no, of, no, no. Oh. We got, you know, one day he's going to let you finish it. One day he's, he's going to get fed up and he's going to say, you know what? End it. End it here. No, no sandwich. <laughs> That's not the bit. That's not how the bit works. Well, one day he's going to let you finish. Marvel's Eternals trailer dropped um, within the last few days. Um, <coughs> I had this, still this annoying cough. Um, you know, to deal with uh marvel's eternals dropped as i said uh, a few days ago um you know we didn't get a whole lot all i want to say is that it was a gourd like it was in that in between teaser trailer kind of uh yeah structure. i would i would classify as teaser and it was yeah it was a juiced up teaser i think yeah that's totally fair um all i want to say is the fact that it is a it, cinematically it looks beautiful the lighting looks beautiful. 
the color palette that they used on the film. Uh, I mean, not to take it like, you know, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges, but almost like kind of that beauty way where they did with the Black Panther movie um, with the with some of the 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 jib shots with some of the costumes and everything like that. Yeah. Again, just pr- very pretty. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't know how much of this will be on people's radar, um, but I, I, it did the trick. I mean, I was going to I was interested anyways. I'm still just as right. interested like the trailer didn't do anything for me because it was already like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see it. Um, but yeah, just a very pretty, pretty teaser. What, what the trailer did for me was, was confirm my, um, I don't want to say skepticism cause I don't think that's the right word, okay. but my concern maybe more apropos my concern because, you know, the Eternals are, you know, and I said the same thing about in fairness, I said the same thing about guardians of the galaxy right up until the first teaser. And after the first teaser on this program, I said, it's going to be huge. But I am not saying that about the Eternals. And it has nothing to do with the cast, and it has nothing to do necessarily with the MCU overall. What it has to do with is the subject matter here. You know, like, you know, there's, and the memes have already begun. Sandwich, in fact, has has already sent me uh, one of those things that the eagle eye uh, uh, watcher has already seen, which is Cap's original heater shield. By heater shield, I mean the one that's sort of more triangular shaped. Before he got the the vibranium shield, yeah, he had that other shield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that shield or something looking like that shield is hanging in the background of one of the shots. Um, the other memes that are also uh, starting are. Um, you know, we've been here. Uh, they're saying they've been on Earth since the beginning of humankind, helping and watching and guiding. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the meme is like, right. Oh, oh and the rest of the line goes, uh, we've never interfered until now. And the meme is like, right. Like, for example, when Thanos came to Earth and snapped away half of the universe, the Eternals weren't there for that. You know, like, where, where were the Eternals then? That kind of thing. And that's, it's, that's their uh, vacation day. It's the legit, I think it's a legit, again, I don't know that concern is the right word. I think it's a legit question. I'm hoping it kind of gets answered, but I feel more about the Eternals um, being sort of really, really outside the box. I feel more that way about this movie than I have about any other single Marvel property uh, since the MCU began. I'm really, really concerned. I, I'm not saying it's not going to be a good movie. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. Not the point. My point is how it ties in to the larger picture uh, of, uh, of, the, of the MCU. Now, what do we know so far? Well, they showed, um, what's his name? Jon Snow from Game Get of Thrones. <laughs> what's that? Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Thank you, Sandwich. They showed Kit Harrington, which, you know, if if you know if you're if you're following this movie at all in its development, Kit Harrington is playing who will become the Black Knight, who was a member of the Avengers forever, uh, with the Ebony Blade. And this is first. This is some deep Marvel stuff here. Just letting you know. But Mr. Monty, you know, you know who the Black Knight is, yeah? Yeah, I mean, not like I can't give you like in-depth information or anything. No, no, like that, but, but, but you know that he was a member of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the, we, we know that ties are happening, ties are coming. I'm really concerned of how this sort of Rubik's Cubes into the MCU that already exists. I guess we'll find out. The joke at the end of the trailer I thought was really funny, by mm -hmm. the way. Yeah. You know, with Steve Rogers and Iron Man gone, who's going to lead the Avengers? And then the other guy goes, I could lead the Avengers. Ha 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 ha. And they all laugh. Funny. But what, you know, but what does it mean? Like, uh, it, this is that, this is the worst moment for, for kind of an MCU fan, if you will, the teaser trailer, because, and especially this one, because again, we know how Captain America and Iron Man, Thor, and we know how all those guys fit into the MCU. So if you see a trailer for Thor 4, you kind of know how that fits. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that with the Eternals. So it's even more sort of frustrating that we have to wait so long to get answers to this question. It's exciting. Exactly. That's what we have to that's what we used to have to do anyways before no. you know we had to try to get tidbits out of people in articles or this or that. We can we can just sit back and actually enjoy the entertainment. It's it's a crazy notion, Kev. I mean, I, I know, I, I, I highly know. It's recommend really something it. that's it's passe, Nick. It's yeah, passe. You know what? I'm I'm it could catch on. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> before we hit some of the other stories, I think it's at least worth a mention. We didn't mention it before the show uh, started, but uh, Amazon is. I don't know if you guys saw this headline. Amazon is reportedly supposed to be closing a deal with MGM Studios to acquire the movie catalog um, of them. So we're talking about James Bond. We're talking about Rocky. We're talking about Gone with the Wind. Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Poltergeist, awesome. whole a whole mess of stuff, a whole mess of stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm. Did you have a question, Sandwich? Yes. What's Do I have up? to watch James Bond? But, yes, but not before <laughs> the last Starfighter. I mean, all right. So that's a loaded question. All right. First off, all right. Let's 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 just put a pin in that news story just really quickly. Um. They're unique films. I mean, if you watch the original Sean Connery movies and you want to work your way up and everything, the first, I think the first few are, are, I mean, they're beautiful, a little dry. I mean, Sean Connery, I think, don't hold me to it, Kev. I don't know if you're aware, uh, Noah, rather. Uh, I, I, Sean Connery was, was not really an actor. Like, he was more, I think he was known for, like, just doing some modeling before and, and doing ads before he just, like, they brought him onto the silver screen. I might be absolutely wrong, but I remember vaguely hearing some kind of story about that. Um, I don't remember specifically. I know that he did one, I think, you probably look at his CV to be sure, but mm -hmm. the film that I know he did before his first Bond film was Disney's Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And then where like, he sings and then he got burnt out because they were, do, they were pumping out these movies, I believe like every year and everything. Uh, but they get, you know, more entertainment, you know, they get stronger and better and better. Um, should I think, do I think you should watch them? I think they're worth a shot. Um, and you kind of, maybe you should try to do it like in clusters so that you're watching maybe the Sean Connery's you're, you're, and then you kind of work your way up to the Daniel Craig stuff. Um, not so much that they're isolated, but it's a little bit easier just kind of keeping everything together and having that uh, kind of guidance for yourself because there are just so many goddamn movies. Uh, I mean, they don't, they don't, when they change the actors, not that it so much rolls into each other, 
but they kind of like they do past references and throwbacks and everything like that. I kind of homages to themselves in a, in a way, which is odd. But uh, considering what it is, yes. That being said, watch Rocky first if you haven't watched um, Rocky. I just All seven of them. I, I, honestly, the first one alone, I watch it at least once a year. I watch the first Rocky always around Thanksgiving. I don't remember if it's because it's on TV or just coincidentally we just play it and like I don't know. It's just a damn good movie. Now, like, now I understand. You know, I don't know many things. No, that's not. But true. I you do know, know many, Rocky. You know, no, 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 no. You know many things. Well, no, that doesn't necessarily mean you've seen all the movies. You've spoiled I, the oh, movies. No, I've seen every you, single you've movie. You spoiled like the movies. Times. You've definitely have done that. But I don't. Know I if didn't you've even seen spoil because it it's in the trailer. <laughs> spoil is such a. Yeah, spoil. Yeah, you is told what me you the. Did. You told me that. that what you two. summarized the movie in a sentence. You didn't even see it yet. I didn't even spoil anything. You didn't even see it now. I didn't have to. <laughs> you still can see the movie. Okay. So uh, I want to chime in on the Bond thing. You know, Sandwich, I think the thing you should be looking for in the Bond thing is um, is actually a comic book trope. And that is, although, and Nick, maybe uh, uh, you, you tell me what you think of this, mm-hmm. because uh, this is one thing that I always find interesting when watching Bond movies is they do the sliding time scale just like comic books do. For example, you know that in the comic books, you know, even though Batman has been around for 75 years, you know, in the context of Batman, he hasn't been around that long. Mm -hmm. But what's great about that or interesting about that in relation to the Bond movies is it's kind of the same thing. They're all playing the same dude, but they do the sliding time scale. So when you're seeing like 1960s, ish technology Mm -hmm. in the earlier films graduating into the 70s and 80s and -hmm. the music you'll hear it in the music as well um and and then they really you'll what you'll really see that i think is really fascinating also and nick uh, back me up on this if you agree Mm -hmm. is how they have changed those movies from the first one to the current one you know bond was not really uh in my opinion Bomb was not really like Bomb was not like this super action hero in the 60s and 70s. No. I mean, yeah, there were some sequences, but holy shit, the Daniel Craig shit is right up there with uh uh what's his name? The Matt Damon uh Born. what's that? Jason Bourne. Born. It's right up there with Born as See, far as funny. like the majority of the movie are these sequences. I w- I that wasn't the case in the early days. But I would have said like for me, because like really like when like Goldeneye came out, like that was when like it really kind of, at least it became more on my radar. Like it wasn't my, yeah. it wasn't my dad's goal, you know, uh, uh, James Bond yeah. per se. Uh, but yeah. also like it also, I think it was ideal for me because it also had a great video game that came out at the exact same time. So it was the perfect thing to hit for like a younger version of me. Dom, I will say one funny thing that I always have a problem watching those older movies is Uh that when they come out with those cars from the, you know, 60s or 50s, I totally just blank. I do not pay attention to a word they're saying. (laughs) And I just look at those beautiful cars from the 50s Uh and the 60s and everything. And again, that's just a me problem. What's up? I got a Bond question. I was under the impression that James Bond was more like a title. Like... And that that's why they was throughout the years. It's the same person so, in so, theory. I so thought it was like it's a just, title. It's just people. It's no. just people who want to have YouTube videos that are trying to do conspiracy BS. Well, that's why I thought it made sense that it was like there was different people being James Bond. <laughs> no, no, I thought no, it was all different. It's just people, people like no, and, like a title, and that's what like you become me. James Bond. People are just trying to get clicks, and they're just trying to you know 
No, that was your, that was my head, that was my head cannon. Okay. I thought a tower. No, okay. Do you know there's a there's a really great I believe it's Nick, back me up if you know. I think it's Skyfall. Which is one of, is Daniel Craig's second or third? Um, I'm the worst. I, I think it's the second names. one. Yeah. I, I uh, in Skyfall, they tie together Bond from the '60s to 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 Daniel Craig Bond. Really? And they do it. Yeah, and they, they do it with a car. Something. Yeah, they was it a car gravestone? No, it was a car. I don't remember now. Don't you remember in the garage? He pulls the thing off, and it's the. It's the car from one of the first movies, at least that, you know, the same design. Is that what it was? Okay. But it has like all those, like, I th- if I'm remembering correct, it has those 60s innovations in it. Yeah. I mean, that was what, like, five years ago? Ejector seat and shit. Yeah. That was like, what, five-ish years ago? I don't, I don't really recall, to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, I don't recall either. But I remember the moment that they revealed that car. I was like, that's really clever because mm-hmm. that's tying this bond to Connery. Probably that era, so. at least Connery, Lazenby, but before uh, Lazenby. Roger Moore. Yeah, uh, Dom, <laughs> Roger Moore. I'll, I'll say this much. It's uh, I think it's worth going. It's one of those things where, like when you go into the movie, you just have to realize like what era uh, of a movie you're watching. You're not going to be watching like a uh, an MCU kind of movie. Yeah, no uh, one's like, whipping out a cell phone. Yeah, I, I just watched um, a, a, um, oh my God, uh, Roger Corman film. From sixty that that was that came out in nineteen sixty eight, and again it's one of those things where uh, you know it's a film from nineteen sixty eight. You can't expect like fast pacing or anything like that uh, uh, at the same time. Um, as I was saying though, uh, <laughs> Amazon no 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 don't. Herschel Gordon Lewis that's that that's the film that that's the director I was talking about rather. Oh, okay. Um, Amazon. And uh, MGM are in talks. Uh, reportedly, uh, it's supposed to be for about nine billion dollars toward the catalog to help uh, bolster, or for Amazon Prime rather, to bolster its uh, um, its video service, as it were. Um, why is it important to us? Uh, I mean, it would change the access for trying to watch some of these films. Uh, I mean, not to say that it it surprises me because I always figured, honestly, uh, MGM. And AMC networks will be purchased by some big tech companies. Uh, so to me, it's no surprise. I honestly thought Apple would have bought AMC networks by now because I think it makes total sense and may even make more sense now that Amazon just made this move or is making the move, I should say, rather. Excuse me. Um, and it may make for anyone who has Prime. I mean, again, total speculation. So take it as you will. Uh, it may go up a buck or two if you if you have Prime. So who knows? You know, who knows? But again, uh, while there's some, uh, to me, I would call it like fun, like third tier programming that's on Prime. Uh, they they are trying to bolster that quality. I mean, they're they're nowhere near Netflix in terms of quality um, for what they have on there. But uh, but you know, all of a sudden, if you add Gone with the Wind and some of these other amazing movies at the that's in MGM's library, that changes everything drastically is um, that mgm mgm networks uh mgm studios yeah gone with the wind okay i will i would that's on a, that's on hbo max now i mean it could have been licensed out at at the same time well, so is rocky yes. rocky's on hbo yeah so there you go so it's um um yeah i i wonder that i mean let's tie it into this program i wonder i wonder if this has something to do with Amazon 
maybe in a very tertiary way, uh, developing a Lord of the Rings TV show. It seems to make and sense. And them going, hey, you know what? There's a lot of good shit over there at MGM. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, definitely Gone with the Wind. It's one of, uh, which Dom, I don't, uh, Adjusted for Inflation is still one of the biggest uh, or the biggest uh, successful films of all time. So uh, oh, there nice. you go. Um, Dom's never seen it. No, nah, it's okay. Uh, well, no, it's not okay. That's something to fix. Um, important movie news in my universe, and I don't think anybody else's, and I'm okay with that, um, is uh, Portal. One of my favorite video games of all time. The one thing where I'm not going to let either one of you say a word. I will mute your microphones if you poo-poo this for me. J.J. Uh, Abrams said in an interview with IGN, quote, we actually have a script that's being written for the Portal movie now at Warner Brothers. We're really excited about the take and the pitch. So it feels like this thing's finally on the rails. He added, uh, quote, that the, uh, the upcoming picture has, quote, got enormous potential for a lot of reasons, one of which is because of the limited narrative of the game. As ingeniously told as it is, the potential of it is so huge, it's going to be super fun. And again, I will not let anybody poo-poo this for me because also um, we all know that over there uh, at Valve, they're not going to put, they don't put out number three games, no no third installments whatsoever. No, never, um, never. I believe that when the game first came out was like when I started working like professionally, like in, in Midtown Manhattan, which was forever ago at this point. So um, Portal is one of the, my favorite games of all time, as I've already said. I've played it repeatedly over and over again because I like it so much. Um, and it's it's too good of a movie or too good of a property to just kind of like let let die off. It, it need It needs a little... It needs some energy, as it were. Yes, Dom. So, so I do have questions. Though. Yes. Not poo-pooing if I do, <laughs> do have not questions. Be, just think. Hold on. Take a deep breath, my friend. I want you to think about this. Make sure your words are being thoughtfully arranged in your mind no, before listen, they exit I'm... your mouth hole. Okay. Go on. How do you – what direction do you think we take for a movie for this? Because Portal, I feel like the, the strength of Portal is that, A, I feel like you never, you don't really know who you're playing as, right? It's just like generic person. You're playing Number shell. five. Nope, you're playing shell. I said, like, we don't know anything about them, right? It's kind of you're just playing the game. It's well, more about the experience of the game. It's, than... it's an adventure puzzle game with a little bit of action. Okay. So, like, if you if you go along with the puzzle, like, you, you know about the – like – you know about the the person that you're playing as through yeah. the clues and through the storylines that that you're being told um, mm -hmm. simultaneously. So, directly, are you told? No. Is there a little bit of assumption on on the player's part? No matter what. Yes, but we are given like breadcrumbs about what is going on though. For and the then film. Uh, my next question mm -hmm. is, where do you, how do you think we take a storyline? Because I, I feel like the strength of Portal's story is that, you know, it's like GLaDOS is talking to you a lot, you know, or like the little robot guys talk to you sometimes. Like there's, it's not a lot of like dialogue, like a back and forth kind of thing. It's more of like, uh, like a fun version of Saw, mm -hmm. I feel like where, you know, it's puzzle solving and you might die if you don't make this puzzle so, or you'll just get stuck here forever. I agree with you there. Um, So first of all, I think when with GLaDOS, it comes down to, there needs to be a lot of attention on it um, in terms of- Who you pay for GLaDOS too is a big deal. And, and first of all, like if it's the same voice, I think that's honestly absolutely fine. Yes. Um, if they go in that same direction. In terms of the aesthetics and the look, 
it has to be just as like Kev, did you ever see the giant claw? Yeah. From from, from 55, 57, something like that. And yeah. how it made everyone laugh because it was so bad. They they essentially because there was because no, they didn't want to spend the money to get from reportedly get Harryhausen to do like the puppeteering and everything and the stop motion, um, or <laughs> like they the puppeteering. do, yeah. Um, so like they need to make sure that they and that's such an extreme, but they need to make sure that they go in the exact opposite direction. Like they need to make sure that it looks like the way Tony Stark would put on his suit that it looks like this uh, uh, sentient computer thing, whatever Glados, whatever you want to call her, um, is actually there and is a serious scary threat that you can just almost like go out there and touch and everything so you need to have that look you need to have the feel yeah. the thrill of um shell going through the portals um so from a cinematic aspect that's those are going to be some of the keys right mm -hmm. there and also like to be honest i think lighting is going to be immensely difficult because remember um Besides the fact that they're going to have to spend a ton of money for a film like this, the, this is all stuff that happens like underground. So I think this film will be a whole lot easier and or better if they do it animated and like a maybe I don't want to say a Coraline style. Why? But like, but that's already but that's already close to the video the, the video game. They already did that with it with because the I feel I feel like it's going to be so hard to really get a portal feel like a good portal feel with mm -hmm. live because. Like you're literally saying the lighting and trying to get the right aesthetic. And I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to really attain what they're going for in a live action setting. I think it's a lot easier for them if they were to go in an animated sort of sense and do it that direction. Not that I don't think they could mm -hmm. do a live action, but I, I see that it could be a whole lot easier and more attainable if we go in. Like, like I said, I don't want to, I'm relating to Coraline because Coraline is the only like, horror animated thing i kind of know not that not the portals horror but you know what i mean that kind of like it's saying. not a kid thing but yeah, it's, it's a definitely like thing. i think portal would be better that way i'd still see it either way I, I i am interested in this but i think that live action portal could just be tough because then if they don't glados could be done a lot better i think if the whole movie is cgi because then it won't look as bad but because if you do glados in like real kind of like Iron Man style where they do like the suits, I think it could be very hit or miss. But to add on to that, just to be a little, just for the sake of devil's advocate on that one. Uh -huh. I mean, look back at the first two alien movies, alien aliens, uh -huh. uh, the, the scenic uh, artwork that they did for that ship, all hand drawn, uh, the, the sound that they put, the atmospheric sound that they put, well, not really atmospheric when it's in space, but the the suspense that they put over that look where you felt like you were contained like you felt like you were in a spaceship millions upon millions of miles away uh with no help i mean it's essentially that blueprint but you're miles and miles underground um by comparison so again i just feel that it, it would be too similar to the product that's already been around for well over a decade at this point there's already been the comic book for portal um, yeah. so this would be, uh, yeah, would it be a challenge? No matter what, I think it's going to be a challenge, no matter how they focus it. But yeah. I think in terms of being able to, to get some more products out there, like a portal gun or the, or the boots or, or Halloween outfits or, or whatever, whatever they end up making, I think mm. they would see a bigger boost out of this personally, uh, by making a live action and, and try to do something that is different than hasn't been done. 
And uh, will it be difficult? Yes. Will it, I think it'd be great? I don't care because I'm going to love it. So my, my last point, yes. my last point. Yeah, I'll let you get the winning word in, Dom. What's that, that's my last one, and then I'll stop. <laughs> um, based off of the last the track record of live action video game movies, I want it to succeed. Mm hmm. I just think it's going to be tough. That's all that's I'm fine. trying to say. And that, no, no, that's totally good. And like I said, I didn't say yeah. I. I just think it's going to be. I just, I just want to enjoy it. That's all. I'm I saying. want it to work because Portal is a great series. It is. Like I love the Portal games. I've played them at my friend's house. I played the the co op one where you're two robots. That's a lot of fun. I, was, I did that one with my friends. I think that'd be a great movie if they wanted to go that direction. But I understand going the other direction, doing yep. the soul with Shell. I think said she was called or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be great either way. I'm yeah. excited. Just. My two bits. Just by the thought of it. Uh, before we mention some Netflix news, it's at least worth pointing out, by the way, that I did, within my crazy schedule, I get to watch one movie this past week. Ooh. It's called oh. Psycho Gorman on Shudder. It is the dumbest, greatest, best comedy horror movie I've watched this year. You really can find them. You, It's like a gift you have. Listen, it's called The Shinnin, sir. It's called The Shinnin. We the Shinnin. Yeah, yeah, be careful because we don't want to get sued, okay? But uh, it was just a lot of fun. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I, uh, I watched Mortal Kombat finally. And? Oh, how was it? I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was okay. It's Mortal Kombat. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, That. so going back to the live-action video game thing, uh, that was, in my opinion, the best one I've seen. Not saying it was great, but it was okay. In oh, my uh, humble opinion. I watched Bad Batch Episode 4. We should do this at the top of the show. <laughs> Usually we do. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have some Netflix um, uh, news that's coming yes, up because they're having uh, a week long geek event, which is going to be taking place June seventh through the eleventh. What are they calling that thing? They're uh, geek geeked week. Geeked week. So it's a little hard to to say out loud there, at least for me. Uh, like I said, the seventh through eleventh. You can get more news at the Instagram page at Netflix Geeked, G-E-E-K-E-D. Uh, so here's some of the information that we're going to be getting uh, uh, probably spread out. Well, spread out through the whole time. We're going to get uh, some updates on Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Lucifer. Lucifer heading into its last season. Last half a season because they did half. One, they're going to probably release uh maybe some dates maybe some titles that's would be my guess masters of the universe it's got to be a trailer at this point mm -hmm. i mean like a nice. full real trailer i imagine uh we're also gonna get i'll go through the gamut here we're gonna get the umbrella academy the witcher okay. I'm, I'm thinking that's that's season three trailer because they've been filming for a while yeah, already they, they have uh the witcher uh two Probably. properties I'm I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, I was gonna say probably season two. Is that what's of that Witcher? What's yeah, that's season two. Season two, probably season two trailer or something. I hope. Oh, I loved that show. See, I I didn't like. I that. still haven't seen that one. I gotta watch that one. I, tried, I like it a lot. I tried watching. I couldn't get into it, but honestly, like it was one of those things where I was like being distracted by other stuff. So I got to give it, it another chance. It felt like for me a solid mix. It felt like. It had the fantasy aspect of Lord of the Rings to me, where mm -hmm. there's like more high fantasy things at times, mm -hmm. and then the gore and bloods and like vulgarity of Game of Thrones. There you go. If that makes any sense. 
That's the best way I describe it. Uh, one property oh. I'm going to go out on a limb and bet Kevin and I uh, are very excited about. Probably, well, for me, I'm going to say more than anything else on here is Sandman. Yeah, I mean, this has been talked about for probably 25 years ish. 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 Uh, this is, uh, of course, Neil Gaiman's masterpiece, comic book masterpiece. Uh, the, I think pretty much the creation of the DC Vertigo line, or at least in that in that realm. Um, and it's also the most it's also the most feared um, television project ever yep. because everybody is terrified that it's not going to be great. Now that's including, including me. I've said that on the show before. I'm making, I know I'm I can't think with one exception. I can't think of a Neil Gaiman thing that has gone from print to um, a, a film or TV. That's been bad. Only one. The BBC's Neverwhere was awful. But other than that, I can't think of a single thing. I mean, you can go down the list. Right now, American Gods is still, it still looks and is great. Um, you have, uh, what was the movie? Um, uh, 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 not the miniseries. Oh, well, I'll say the miniseries because I'm thinking of that one. Um, the one with the, the angel and the demon. Good Omen. Good Omen. Good Omen. That was, Good Omen. I love the Good Omen. Good Omens was really well done. Um, uh, what's the other one? Star Stardust. Remember the Stardust oh, movie? Yeah. Charlie Cox yeah. uh, was in it. And uh, what's his name? De Niro as the gay air pirate Michelle guy. Pfeiffer. Great movie. That was a great movie. Coraline mm -hmm. was a great film. Uh, you know, so there, there are things that they've done with Neil's work in, in – other media other than print that's been successful, but there has never been more fear and anticipation for any of his work being done than this. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is a cornerstone piece of illustrated fiction, illustrated narrative. And uh, yeah, I'm worried. And I don't, yeah. I still don't think it. And again, as, as much as you just praised it, Kev, which deservingly so, I still don't think it's gotten the praise that it, it truly deserves. I mean, everyone for the most part knows Watchmen. They know, they know a lot of the core books of Marvel and DC and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I see where you're going here. You know, Frank Miller, the Alan Moore, those guys like, and I'm, I'm not taking anything from Neil Gaiman. If, no. if anything, I just don't know if it gets enough praise is all I'm saying. Like it's, it's a, not, you know why it's not a superhero book, but walking Pure dead isn't simple. a superhero book. And everyone knows about that. Well, what is, what is in the superhero book? walking dead is in a superhero book, but it's very popular. True. Like true. But again, yeah, that had a move that had a TV cool. show. And that's what I, really I, brought I think it out. the thing is too. I've heard her. I feel like Sandman. I think what the things we had in common, even including walking dead is it's a lot more like action. I feel like Sandman isn't like it's been. I read Sandman a bit. I mean, when I was like ten, mm -hmm. I read bits of it. That so was Dom, long. That was Dom's goth phase. <laughs> it was only a two years ago, too. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, <laughs> um, it wasn't. It's not high action property. Am I wrong in saying that? Like, it's not like they're. No, it. it no, it isn't. They're, I mean, they're not fighting another, and punching through things. I think that's why people don't like it as much because there's no the, like the violence. It's a literary aspect of the way everything is so 
that's it. I don't know if twisted is the right phrase or, or rewritten or, or exactly it's what. Different. But... It's different. And, yeah. that, and that, you know, I think that's the reason that the fans of it are such big fans of it. You know what I mean? Because I think, I mean, there was, there was nothing like it before it came out. Nothing. And it was groundbreaking. And it was Neil Gaiman on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like if you've ever read any of Neil's stuff, friend of this program, Neil Gaiman, if you've ever uh, read any of his stuff, you know that, you know, Neil's got a, Neil's got a bit of a different take on things. And this is, uh, you know, like if there was ever an, a, a, an, an opus of his work, <laughs> at least comic book wise, it's this. It's definitely a hundred percent this. And also, it's and worth st- pointing out the fact that for anyone that's just for the argument's sake, for anyone that says like, you know, or tries to decredit uh, Gaiman, anyone just watches a documentary where he's like talking about Steve Ditko, or just talking about literature as a whole, or or bookstores even. Uh, he's so well versed. He's so good at explaining himself. Uh, yeah. Where uh, I don't know if he, you know, forget forget the book. Does he get enough credit for how awesome that he is at the exact same time? Because he's that damn no. good. And, yeah, and he doesn't. And he's the kind of guy who isn't going to get it in it really in the real sense while he's alive. He just isn't. And, and it's because right. he writes things that are over here, you know, mm-hmm. like he is, his writings over here. And it's not, and what I mean by that, not, I'm not criticizing his writing. I know what, you mean. what I'm saying is the things that he writes about the things that interest him, the stories that he tells, they're all kind of slightly to one side. And that doesn't always open the door for a wide audience. So he'll have a smaller niche and very, very, very loyal audience. And they are understandably concerned and they are understandably excited about the prospects of Netflix's Sandman series. Yeah. I will say if there's ever uh, someone who's like TED Talk, I can actually, you know, attend and just just listen to uh, about whatever their specialty may be. I think it would be him at the same time because he is just so... I mean, he could just read the dictionary like or the phone book. I don't give a damn. Like, I could just listen to the man. And he's going to make... He's going to find a way to make it compelling. John Smith. Nick. Five Maple Street. Yeah. I can tell you so many stories off the air. So many stories. So many stories. Uh, and also they're going to mention Cuphead for Netflix. So the just the a- Cuphead show. Uh, Doing Cuphead? No, there's yeah. a thing about this other than it is um, part of uh, or, or spun out from that video game uh, that, that uh, includes it. I don't remember what the name of the game is. Cuphead. Is it Cuphead? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, that's what, all I know about it is it's an animated series based on that video game. No one knows anything about it. It's otherwise. a great. It's a great game too, just for for what it is worth. Uh, Big Kev, why don't uh, you toss the break, sir? There's no way, sir, that we're going to go to break without mentioning the fact that Netflix is also doing some Resident Evil programming as well. Ooh which I, I thought for sure might be right up your alley. I, 
There's Maybe. no way, Mr. Monty, that we're going to go to break without mentioning that in addition to Sandman. Oh, boy. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. My bad. My bad. I jumped the mm-hmm. gun. I looked at the clock. Another Vertigo book from DC called Sweet, Sweet Tooth. Tooth. A oh, yeah. We got a trailer for that. Yeah. It's getting the live action treatment from Netflix. That trailer... Is that trailer already come out? I feel like yeah. I saw I think, it. Didn't, didn't, yeah, the, no, Downies, seen didn't it. the Downies yeah. um, uh, produce it? What's that? Didn't Robert Downey Jr. and his wife produce it? He, they may have. They may, I'm not sure 100%. They may have. But uh, it certainly, I'll tell you this, it looks great. And lastly, Mr. Monty, yes. I'm certainly not going to go to break <laughs> without mentioning Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, this is your thing. One of the great, in my opinion, one of the great yeah. anime series yeah. of all times is also getting the Netflix treatment. Now it is, it is, but I don't know if it's. Uh, oh, it is. Sorry, it's a live action Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Why? What in it makes you think that they can't do it live? I don't know. I, I, There's I, nothing fantastic in it. I know. I know. I just, I get concerned because Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animated properties. Mine too. I'm just concerned when any, when, whenever you do something new with something that's like good and sacred, I get worried. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I, I'm a worry wart when you're it comes ca- to these things. I don't want to see something I really optimistic. enjoy. You're cautiously I'm, optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm is your you, portal. This is your portal. Sandwich, imagine if they do it like Firefly. Because a, let's be is, honest, by the I've end of seen. like series one, they're kind of a lot like Firefly. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, referencing tool if I knew what Firefly was. Oh my God! I'm not recording uh, the Firefly thing right now for what it's worth, but uh, yeah, I'll just add that in post if I can remember. So, so there you go. That's okay. Oh, you should totally. And the moment he says, "I don't know what Firefly is," that's where the cut line. Should yeah, come. if I remember, go that far. I'll just go from there. Um, without <laughs> I had to remember what key I closed the window by mistake. I lost my my notes on here. Um, yeah, d- d- Mr. D- Sandwich, d- d- prepare yourself for an upcoming sandwich shop, which will focus on Firefly, not to be preceded in any way from your sandwich shop in two weeks on the last Starfighter in preparation for Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart to appear on this program on June the 10th. I will say this much, Dom, just um, savor it as you're watching (laughs) everything Firefly. It got canceled early, right? Isn't that the big thing? Dom, I don't want to go into it. I don't. I can't. I don't have. Just for us, Sandwich, it's just very, very sad. Very sad. He's not. And then it got more sad. (laughs) That's all we'll say. It got sadder. Um, All right. Big Kev. Now, Mr. Monty, I can say with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 636. Neither one of you sounded very sure about that, but uh, yeah, you're right. Is it correct? Good. Episode 636, the one which we have not named yet. No breaks yet. (laughs) 
After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty, Sandwich, we need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can use our more seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, he- here. Let's try these lines in our most seductive voices. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Wow. Wow. What? Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place and it has something for everybody. But but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest. They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues. They got you, man. These clothes are something else, too. Is that real blood on that shirt? Not on all of them. But they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show. Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right, put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. You gotta have prints on your wall. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now. Um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? The what? Zoinks! He better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. 
And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Kev's Lake House of Love, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is at 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. Lackluster of love. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month. In addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the major models used in the movies, and more. You can collect the, these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Dom, that was that was honestly one of your best ones uh, uh, yet, for sure. There. You say that every single week. But you know what? That time he got me. I got it. That was like Dumbledore uh, status right there. Wow. Uh, and also to mention uh, our lovely friends at the Graveyard Gallery over at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. Uh, they picked up a whole bunch of new items. At a local toy fair, which uh, we may get a little bit more information from from one of our one of our cast members here pretty soon, uh, oh. but for all things uh, horror movie related and uh, a lovely commercial spot that they just posted on their Instagram uh, with some very handsome fellows, uh, we're checking out there for sure. Uh, so check them out, the Graveyard Gallery. Really nice shop. Excuse me. It's a really nice shop. It's a very nice shop. 
genuinely um, saying that. And uh, also just a reminder, we are doing a giveaway with their uh, their uh, podcast, Lloyd's Pub Podcast. Just show, uh, do some screenshots and tag us on social media. Um, that you're you're following both of us on the on your your favorite podcast players, uh, for a chance to win an autographed pop of uh, the one and only Kevin Smith, uh, uh, himself. So uh, just do that. Just follow uh, us. Follow Lloyd's Pub Podcast. Just take a screenshot, show it online, and you know it, it helps if you po- if you tag us just to make sure we help us see it and uh, enter a chance to uh, to win a lovely pop. So there you go, uh, Big Kev. Is everything okay over there, sir? Like, is the ceiling going to collapse on you there? No, no. There's there's like a bug on the ceiling, and I'm trying to see what kind it is. But are you going to laserize it? <laughs> he's, he's got a rubber band gun that he's going to uh, uh, take, take. I have no such thing. Oh. I just wanted to see what it was making noise. That's there you all. Go. Um, the uh, I mean, you know, whenever this happens, usually right before we start recording a show, you know, I feel it incumbent upon us to talk about it. However, I'm also afraid that the word will get out, but then I know that the show won't come out probably before this happens, but in a, in another unannounced, unbelievable move. Well, it's now announced. Uh, Mezco is going to drop another one twelve tomorrow that I simply can't live without. Guess you can. I cannot live without it. It is Solomon Kane. A 112 Solomon Kane. Now, for the uninitiated, Solomon Kane is a character created uh, by the same guy who created Conan, uh, who is like somebody, Howard, somebody, I don't know. Mr. Monty will tell us. And uh, this is a Pilgrim era story. It's basically like a Pilgrim version of Van Helsing, <laughs> sort of. So he fights, you know, demons and mystical monsters and stuff. Absolutely fantastic books, comics. Uh, uh, Several years ago, they even made a movie in Europe. I was just telling the boys this before we went on. They made this movie in Europe. I cannot remember the star's name. Were you able to to find that, Mr. Monty? Actually, I can. I could probably find that. Um, And the movie was baller. I mean, it was so good. So good. However, oh, James Purefoy. Yeah, Purefoy. That's it. Um, uh, yeah, and it came out in 2009. So, yeah, it's a bit removed now. Never found, never found a release company in the U.S. and was subsequently not released in the U.S. I don't get it. The movie is baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert E. Howard uh, is the creator. Same guy that created Conan, as I mentioned earlier. Um Comic books, uh, all kind of things, uh, as as uh, as we mentioned, and um, yeah, really, really amazing stuff. And they uh, are now doing a one twelve figure Mezco of this character. Now they only have the one sort of slightly animated, brilliant image on their Instagram, which which doesn't really show you anything except that a it's happening. B, it's happening tomorrow, and C, the thing looks as cool as any 112 can look. So bravo, because I am 100% in. I really hope I get one, uh, which is really terrible to have to say at this point. 
uh, that I hope I get one because I just think in this day and age, we should be able to, if, if, if you get the orders for a Mezco, uh, you should do them just saying. So anyway, that was the first piece of news that happened right before we started, uh, taping today. And then, uh, I also wanted to mention this weekend, I attended, uh, NJ ToyCon. Um, oh, the train. Uh, ToyCon over in uh, lovely Wayne, New Jersey. Now, this is the mm-hmm. first toy show that I've been to in a couple of years. So I can't tell you if it was truly amazing or if I just have missed toy shows. It could be both. I mean, there's, I, I think honestly. I think, it, I think it was amazing. If I'm being honest, I think it was amazing. Um, I said a, a hello to a number of friends and fans over there. Quite a few, actually. few notables. Corn Boy. Uh, from the Four Horsemen and some of the other bros from the Four Horsemen. Got to hang out with them a little bit there. Um, they were there selling uh, some of their latest um, uh, figures from uh, from that series that they do, that fantasy series, which has blown up. And Cornboy was telling me things that I don't know if I'm allowed to... Uh, um, I don't really know if I'm allowed to repeat. So uh, <laughs> I won't uh, repeat it for... Uh, for sake of having him uh, kill you, uh, kill me. Yeah, he would too, because he's no joke. Um, and uh, I'm I'm actually looking at. I can't remember the name. I'm really having a bad day with names. Uh, la 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 la. Mythic legions. There it is. Mythic legions. Um, I also met a bunch of guys who um, who uh, who t- sort of tertiarily work for the four horsemen. Uh, I think his name is Jeremy. Um, he does like custom bits and heads and parts and things that you can use in conjunction with your myth, uh, mythic Legion figures. And I think he also runs their website, I think is the other thing. And then I met another guy whose name I don't remember. I feel bad who does toy photography for them. He did one of the funniest toy photos I've ever seen. Um, I'll, I'll dig out his card and see if I can get, um, I get it up on our website so everybody can check it out. You can go also to his website and buy prints. I made sure of that. Um, so that was great. Uh, I also saw Chris over there, my buddy from uh, the Four Horsemen. Um, great guy. I got to walk around and shop with him a, a bit. That was great. Saw Randy Faulkner from NECA for a hot minute because uh, he just ran in there, bought some stuff, and ran the hell out because, mm-hmm. you know, NECA up to here with stuff that they're working on unbelievable um few other fans few other people so it was really great um i don't know when the next one is um but if i'm around i certainly will be there Um, they've always been good shows over there that there was some uh, a change in ownership i want to say maybe three years ago it was four Um, years yeah about three issues just before i left yeah okay just Uh, before i left the guy who owns it now is a peach he's a nice guy regardless it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, I'd rather go to a hundred of those kind of shows before going yeah. to, to before going to a New York Comic Con. To be totally honest, like that's more of my jam at this point. Right, you're gonna get Mr. more. Monty, in- are you aware that there is a comic book show this weekend? Uh, I mean, there's the one in Clifton that happens. There's the one on Route oh. 17, uh, 23, rather. Uh, I can't no. remember which one that no, is. No, it's a big one, like NJ comic con oh, some, i don't um, know we can talk yeah 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 they used to be uh in the edison area yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah that one yeah that one i don't know i forgot which one it was called but uh yeah i saw a bunch of flyers for that i'm not we'll talk later we'll talk off mic for that okay um 
Yeah. So uh, there you go. I just I, I always prefer the smaller cons uh, as as it were. Now, um, sandwich. I have to ask you. Uh, when was the last time that you were at a toy show? Uh, I can't remember the last time I personally had been to a toy show. It's that time of the night. They turn off the black light. I, I'm <laughs> glad that you <laughs> got it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to signal Mr. Monty to, to activate the bit. No, I actually went into the show because there was some other D&D news. And I actually made a very cognizant choice. Uh, uh, I think saying, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give Dom. I literally thought to myself, I'm not gonna do that to Dom. So as as Dom was getting ready to do his thing, I was just gonna do it. I wasn't gonna press any buttons. I already did the Firefly. That's good enough. And I was gonna give him uh, the night off. But uh, right. as as Kev sits there, arms crossed, lower lip, kind of just you know, everything. Uh, Looks like an angry eight-year-old. It makes it even better. Who got told he had to go to his room and doesn't want to go. Makes it even better. Uh, Dom, what do you have going on for yourself there, buddy? So, uh, new to uh, last week, new, still new generally. I have in my hand a source book, kind of hard to see. Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. It's harder to pronounce than it is to see it. This is a D&D book literally, I feel like, made for a Mr. Mayhem because it is all horror all the time. I don't like horror. Scurs me. You're not Sandwich. True. I'm Sandwich. <laughs> Scurs me. So this is a, a D&D source book. Came out last week. Ravenloft for the uninitiated is, like I said, I feel like it's the it's like a Transylvania horror kind of place. Lots of demons, werewolves, vampires, zombies, all that fun, macabre and horrific stuff. Nice, nice uh, choice of the word macabre there. Nice use of the word macabre. Yeah, I got to back that up. Oh, thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Thank you. Um, like I said, this is a source book. I feel like uh, we as, as D&D players have been getting a, a couple more horror related things lately. I feel like Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, if you two remember that or the listeners remember that, was a little more of a horror kind of book. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely a horror book, you know, uh, for those who don't know. Also, Curse of Strahd took place in Ravenloft. So that was also very big in horror. So adding more into those aspects. I think it's good that we're adding more genres into D&D besides just your typical walk through a forest, deliver a ring or like <laughs> it, everything doesn't have to be Lord of the Rings. I, I like the idea that we're more kind of going towards like a maybe like a Van Helsing or like those kind of aspects of, of storytelling more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice thing that D and D is able to do and they've, and they've done this for a long time. They didn't do it very early on. It took a while for them to get this, but yes. uh, you know, it's it, like, like Dom said, so much of Dungeons and Dragons is based on being in a dungeon and fighting a dragon that you forget the fact that you're role playing and there are other things that one can role play in. Exactly. Now, that said, I think it's wise for D&D to basically kind of take the idea of a of a Transylvania or a universal monsters kind of feel vampires, werewolves, et cetera, and, and make a place, make a game setting where those, where that feeling can take place, but you can still bring in the characters that you enjoy playing. That's their brilliance. In my opinion, you know, there are other game systems. They have yeah. done this sort of thing before, um, not successfully. And then, 
Curse of Strahd and Ravenloft, and those things have been around for a long time. Mm. Like, I feel like, gosh, I don't even know. I feel like Ravenloft, Ravenloft around for like second edition. I was feel. that pre that was, I think it was pre Eberron. It's way pre Eberron. It's like yeah. second edition. It's like Eberron's like old. third was like 2000. It came out, something like that. I feel like I, I think- feel like when we were recently going through. Yes, Geek Stuff Product Archive. I feel like I came, uh, I feel like I came across an original Ravenloft box. I think we I, did. I I just have a feeling that it was like second edition on it. You it know, no later, was, no later than third. Like literally, no, it's, no it's, way. I think it's definitely before. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could, we could probably look it up and settle the score right now. While you uh, uh, yes. tell us more about the book. So here's what we're getting in this book. Um, it's a source book. So. There's not a lot of like, stu- they're, not, they're not, there's not a set story. There's not a set like way to play this book. It's a lot more of here's material you can use while you're playing. So we get a couple new, I don't want to say races, but they call them lineages. So you can be like a half vampire. You can be like kind of like touched by a hag and kind of like fairy like. You can be literally Frankenstein's monster a little bit. Um, hmm. A couple new subclasses they involved. Um, what else can we got here? Uh, creating a domain. So for those who don't know, Ravenloft is home to many domains, and each domain has like a dark lord who's like a person who reigns over the domain, and it's kind of like the big bad, like Strahd reigned over a domain. I'm pretty sure, or like there, you can make your own here. So you could have like a big bad vampire or like a big bad werewolf, and you know, creating your own kind of thing because the the what do they call them the domains of dread it's kind of yeah. like their like their land but it's also their prison because they can't leave their domain but they run their domain and yeah, here's, you know, that's a big thing here's some wicca here's some wikipedia information uh campaign setting for D role-playing game it is an alternative time space existence known as a pocket dimension or demiplane called the demiplane of dread uh, which consists of a collection of land pieces called domains brought together by a mysterious force known only as the dark powers. Ooh. Each domain is tailored to and mystically ruled by a being called a dark Lord who is forever trapped and surrounded by magical mists surrounding the domain. And Strahd, who is basically D&D's Dracula, yes. was the first one. Get this. You ready for this, Mr. Sandwich? First appearance of the setting was in Ravenloft, yeah. a standalone AD&D adventure module published in 1983. Fuck. In 1984, it won some awards, was popular enough to spawn a 1986 sequel, Ravenloft 2, The House on Griffin Hill, and a game books novel, Master of Ravenloft, the same year. Second edition was launched as a full-fledged campaign setting for the AD&D 2nd Edition. That's the box that you and I saw. Mm-hmm. But originally, it was a module in 83. And that happened, that box came out in 1990 with their AD&D 2nd Edition. Um, so, Strahd, almost 40 years old. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, campaign setting was revised twice during 2nd Edition. Uh, red box, uh, hardback books... There was major revisions to D&D in 2000, which gave us the third and 3.5 editions. Um, and la, 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 third edition D20 system Ravenloft campaign setting in 2001. 
Ravenloft Players Handbook in 2003. So this has been around since 1983, uh, really canonized, if you will, into its own demiplane or pocket universe. I would argue with the second edition box set in 1990. That would be, that's what I would say. All right. So over 30 years, this yeah. thing has been. Um, and like I'm saying, this is something if, if Mr. Mayhem himself mm-hmm. were to DM or want to play in a D&D setting, if he came to me and said, Sandwich, I'd like to play D&D. I want it to be horror. What can you do for me? I would take this book and throw it at him and say, <laughs> find me what you want and I will do it for you. Because this is, like I said, it's very horror. I, There's a whole section of this book. Chapter four of this book is how to involve horror in your stories, even not even just in Ravenloft, but how to involve different aspects of horror into your D&D games. I think, like I said, it's a new genre that D&D, the beautiful thing about D&D and about WotC and all the things they have, we can really expand and do a lot of things with different planes or different, you know, settings, different styles. We don't have to just like save the princess in a castle or go to the mountain and kill the dragon. We can go, you know, slay the vampire lord, or we can go, you know, to Theros and fight Greek gods, basically, or you know, who knows what the hell, Eberron. We Dom, can get out of on a freaking Dom, on a train. What, for what it's and, worth, Dom, you, I, you already sold me. You don't have to, you know, incite any violence. There doesn't need to be any book throwing, no book abuse, no, <laughs> no head injuries or anything like that. I, 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 I would throw the regular copy at you too, not the alternate cover, because you, could, cause you could go to Rav- Ravnica and completely waste your time. Ravnica is awesome. You don't you just you don't appreciate because you never played it. But Ravnica, what's great about Ravnica is it's the intricacy of the guilds because there's the ten guilds and what each of them represent oh, and how stop, they stop. Stop. This is about the Ravenloft book. How well, many just... pages? Tell me what we got. How many pages? What's the price? How many covers? What am 256 256 pages. Wow. Uh, this is the alt cover. It's kind of shiny, soft cover. This is the alt cover. Uh, the regular one is in my car. It looks good with the regular cover, actually. I'll be honest. I do like it, but I am a fan of alt covers, so I got the alt cover. Um, so did Mr. Kevin uh, and the regular one. <laughs> uh, this ran stock standard $50, $49.95 uh, for those who are getting them wherever you're nice. getting them. Nice. Um, I always, like I say, every time we buy books, if you could support a local store, we always, yes. always, always say support your local stores. Avoid Target or Barnes and Nobles, in my theory, because they will survive <laughs> without your purchase. But some of the local stores, because we're in year two of their pandemic, are still struggling. So I always say uh, shop local if you can. There you go. Yeah, even even if the store is a giant piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I'm not I'm not singling out any store. I'm just saying even if the store is a pit of despair and uh and parasites, you want to still maybe try. Maybe you look and see if there's another one that's close by that you can go to. Maybe but, I, I like going know, to Gotham Comics in lovely Caldwell, New Jersey. Oh, there you go. That's so one. I have not go. been to the new store yet, so I do have to stop it. I, I haven't been to the new uh, store. I do want to point out really quickly this dropped uh, during the show. Uh, <laughs> Super 7 announced, boys, that they're going to be doing a line of uh, three and three quarter reaction figures of the Eastman and Laird Ninja Turtles. And yeah. I just want to say, as someone who uh, has the full run of books, someone who is a fan of said toitles um 
these are tempting. So I just want to throw this out there because uh, I know that there are some folks who listen to who are either three and three quarter fans and or Ninja Turtles fans. So uh, this is a nice uh, throwbacky thing here. Uh, obviously, nice, uh, uh, just beautiful art, just beautiful style. I love the cards on this. The cards is really what sells it for me personally um, at that point. So there you go. Uh, for, big- me, for me, Nick, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that you know this or not. Casey Jones is is a minor wheelhouse. And two, for me, the Turtles begin and end toy-wise with the black and white Eastman and Laird Turtles that were done as a, there was a con exclusive. I guess they're maybe six inch, five, six inch from NECA. It was one mm-hmm. of the early NECA ones. They are, it looks like, you know, they're drawn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, they are the beginning and the end for me. I just think those were the best turtle toys I've ever seen. There's a lot of great turtle toys out there. I said one thing before we, before we cut the show. No, what's up? One thing. What's up? Uh, I do want to also bring up, I and don't know if we're talking about Mazzini, on the show. I'm going to keep talking. Don't be rude to me. I asked politely. <laughs> Go on, buddy. Uh, for anyone who does care, I think we're going to be doing one on the show. You're they are, Magic you're, the Gathering is doing the whole D&D set. And they have put a couple cards out. Drist uh, is being is one of the cards. Uh, Tiamat, all that fun stuff. People like D and D Magic might be a fun little crossover. I know. I just want to throw it out there because it is going to happen at some point. I think it might be relative on the show at some point. That's but see, now, I know. Just don't yell. You're yelling. So you know. Now here's my issue, Sandwich. What? Here's my issue. Okay. I am a D and D completist. Yes. Which means everything that is officially branded for D and D. Yes. I try to get right. Yes. It's, it's an ambitious project, I think, and I think you would agree. But I have a pretty solid collection. Yes. That said, what the hell do I do with this? Uh, you get the cards. You could buy them in singles. I don't want to collect magic cards. Don't. Well, they're D&D, so if you want to be a completionist in my collection, well, then I'm sorry. You're going to have to buy them. So suck know. it up it and might. buy the cards. There's I'm your might. title for the show. Suck it up and buy the cards. <laughs> Episode 636. Right, there you go. Suck it up and buy the cards. Um, so, boys, let's end the show on that lovely note right there. <laughs> you can just each and every week over at wow. You can follow us on our respectable social medias at Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitters at geekstufftng. Dot, uh, geekstufftng, rather, excuse me. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I'm on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, the Snapchat, uh, the YouTubes, um, uh, Dropbox. I'm, I'm everywhere. Uh, Kev. Dropbox. <laughs> uh, you can find me well, not for the last two months, on uh, X, the Xbox One Network Nation uh, under the auspice Big Kev GS, uh, or else you can find me at Geek Stuff TNG everywhere else. And Dom. You no, me on that's it. not true. It's BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. I was going to let it go. I know, <laughs> I know if you're going to follow through with that. Uh you can find me on Xbox One and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Lovely. And with that, big on, a, on a side note, Mr. Monty, I have to I have to just take a minute and and acknowledge uh, somebody 
uh, you know, over the last several weeks, uh, we have take undertaken an enormous effort uh, to revamp and reorganize uh, the Big Kev's Geek Stuff Product Archives, or now known as the Geek Stuff TNG Product Archives. And I want to recognize the one guy uh, with whom I would not have been able, we would not have been able to complete um, complete the job uh, unless we had the tireless energy and, uh, and help of this individual. Uh, so let me just take a moment and thank Enrique uh, over at the Geek Stuff Product yeah, Archive. Thank seriously. you so much, Enrique. Uh, your He's a hard little worker. Effort. What's, that? What's that? He's a hard little worker. He is a hard worker. Oh, and also I should mention Sandwich did help out. So there's there's that. Um, I did the final disposal. <laughs> true. There you go. And don't forget, coming up on June the 10th, right here on Geek Stuff TNG, uh, the stars of The Last Starfighter, Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart will join us for an evening of frivolity and uh, fun. So uh, don't forget to check them out right here. Uh, if you go and become part of our uh, Patreon uh, subscription system, uh, you can join us live uh, for that event uh, and see it happen. See as we fumble our way through that one it will, uh, uh, as it goes. It will be a fun one for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 636, the one we called Shut Up and Buy the Cards, to a close, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Graham Marchino. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. To be an epic to science client would be like a dream. Hey yo, my brain has been craving it back since portal hit steam. No commute to work, I'd have a portal express with a blue one in my closet, orange one in my desk. When my roommate is annoying and been toying with my stuff, I chew the portal underneath the man, just punch him in the nuts. I order delivery, get it fast like this on Cause once it leaves the restaurant, it goes right through a portal. Never late for a date, just ask my lady friends. By using portal physics, I'm always impressing them. Forget making reservations, I would never have to wait. Portal in the right location, I got someone else's plate. I could sneak into a party where they didn't invite me. Yet be dealing out Bacardi while some dudes try to fight me. What always in well, dealing with these mere mortals. Aperture, handhelds, got me thinking with portals. I'm not viewed like Freeman, yo, but please don't make me back for one. I'd be cool as yellow, I could do a speedy grocery run. Life gave me lemons, I don't make lemonade. I'm mad like Cave Johnson, I got lemon grenades. The world is filled with puzzles, I could solve with portal physics. I would brave the chamber struggles just to escape family visits. I'd be traveling like a maverick, surfaces are orange and blue. When I'm locked up, my apartment, I'd use the companion cube. Oh, GLaDOS, take me to your center, cause I want to get enriched. I'm dying thinking about your science, I'd do anything for it. Yeah, 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 yeah
two portals in a vertical line Undo my belt Lean in and Change pants without having to look down Also I suck my own dick Yeah bitches Science Now you're coming with portals